0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness
1: in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
0: And on tunein.com, FM, and
1: upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Here's Lisa living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald.
2: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me on this lovely day. I want to wish everybody a fantastic, happy new year. And what a way to bring out radio Today, my first radio show of 2019 with an amazing person who I'm so impressed by. His name is Evans Duren. So before formally welcoming him and introducing him to the show, I'm going to give you a little backstory on Evans. So who is Evans Duren? Well, what I can tell you is 17 years ago, Evans Duren discovered his dream and purpose is to serve others in the marketplace through his public speaking, coaching, and writing. Rather than diving into that dream immediately, he followed the path of success as Outlined by the world around him. Since then, he has worked with hundreds of clients, suppliers, and organizations across the country as a top sales producer, earning regional and national awards. Evans has also come to understand business is about so much more than revenues and profits. Business has allowed him to engage his clients beyond the transactions, building genuine relationships that blur the line between the marketplace and personal life. In time and through real-life experiences, Evans came to realize the person he was chasing was not at all who he needed to be. Now he is on a mission to help others redefine success in their lives as he has in his own rather than live out someone else's definitions expectations and standards his purpose is to serve others with a desire to stand alongside them in their victories losses struggles and triumphs quote i have known many men and women in my career that are wildly successful on paper and at the same time are truly miserable outside of their work they have the money the cars the properties yet they are missing peace happiness and some have even lost their families their worth has become associated with the value they bring to their company. End quote. Evans Duran has spent the past 13 years building and supporting business territories within both the Fortune 15 and tech startup spaces. In addition to serving as an account director for North Carolina-based IT systems Integrator Rove, Evans also owns and operates a speaking and coaching business, Care to Succeed. Evans resides in Blythewood, South Carolina with his wife, Jamie, and two sons, Clark and Wyatt. His family remains his number one customer. Absolutely love that. Welcome to the show, Evans. How are you doing, my friend?
0: Oh, I'm doing great, Lisa. Thank you for having me, and uh, thank you for starting with that. That was amazing. Thank you.
2: Well, you are amazing, and this is why (laughs) you're on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I absolutely love everything that you stand for, and we've had a multitude of correspondence leading up to the actual airing of the show. And I just want to say, Evans, publicly, as I've said privately to you, each time we talk Another layer is unearthed as to who you are, your soul, your spirit, your integrity, and I just think you're a class act, and I think you're the real deal, and I can't be more proud, more impressed to be showcasing you, and you being the breakout out of the gate guest for 2019 on my show. So thank you for everything you bring to the space, and thank you more importantly for being <clears throat> exactly as you are.
0: Well, no, thank you, Lisa. Uh, it's funny to know that we spoke three, four weeks ago, and. And I know we went pretty deep pretty fast. And uh, like you said, we've gone back and forth quite a bit. And it's been a real pleasure getting to know more of your story. And I'm just grateful to be here today and share mine with the listeners and uh, see where we end up.
2: Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, as you know, and everybody who follows me, which I'm extremely grateful for, my approach to everything is unscripted. I think it makes for a much more organic, authentic discussion, and you never quite know where it's going to navigate to. So let's just start with the bio very clearly uh, depicts what the inception of your journey was. But if you can maybe share with myself, the listeners, and eventually the podcast subscribers, uh, Evans, you know, what was that epiphany, aha, cathartic moment where, You know, you'd gone through the motions of doing everything you had done quite successfully, but you had that inner moment, your inner core being said, "You know what? There's a bigger game to be played here. I have more to bring to the space. There's more about who I am that I need to share with the rest of the world." Was there an an encounter, an exchange, a circumstance? Okay.
0: So, so I'd say there's been a multitude of events, right? Many, many events along the way, and, and flashes and moments, right, that kind of led up to some larger. Uh, pivotal moments, if you will, Um, I think the best place to really tell you kind of where it shifted is to go back where I've been in this space for quite a while, 13 years in sales, like we talked about, and uh, left an organization and went to another one and ended up going into uh, a lawsuit. And it took a year and 13 days to kind of navigate through that. But in that period of time, it it was difficult personally, professionally, financially, Never been through something like that, right? To kind of rock me from a guy who had been, you know, pretty successful on paper to, hey, wait a minute, we got a situation here that I've got to figure out. Um, and it was it was a decision someone made in the business world, so we had to go combat it. We came out the other side of that, and I kind of put my blinders on and my head down and said, okay, I'm going to go back to doing what I do well. And that was last July one, uh, or excuse me, July one of two thousand seventeen. Um, and I just went for it. And then October. My uncle had a stroke and I went down to see him in South Georgia. And I remember him sitting in the hospital bed and, and it's like he had marbles in his mouth. He couldn't really speak well yet. And he just kept saying, let it go. Let it go. Cause he knows my personality and, and my background of kind of being type a fast forward November. Uh, my grandmother passed away, same side of the family. <clears throat> so all this stuff is happening and I'm trying to, to get back to where we've been professionally and financially and raise my family. And, February of last year I hit a wall Uh, my blood pressure shot up uh, way higher than it should have been pulse rate was up and I realized I had a problem in terms of just not being able to let some things go and and navigate um, some of the pressures that I put upon myself so I went through a program with a guy named Fraser Cameron if you're on LinkedIn or Instagram you'll see him through Epic Dads and I jumped into a program with him and did a six-week coaching course and just started to take some of those layers back and say wait a minute beyond the sales beyond feeding your family which is important But beyond just trying to provide constantly, who were you created to be? What do you love to do? And are you doing the things for your family outside of providing for them? Uh, Because my sons are 10 and 7, and they're growing very quickly and and celebrate my 13-year anniversary next Monday. So there's a lot of life that I need to live at home, too, in addition to being that person out there in the marketplace, if that makes sense. So that was kind of that turning point was back in February of last year. It just kind of came to a head.
2: Beautiful. And I appreciate you being brave and courageous enough to share that, particularly right out of the gate in the uh, top of the hour here, because that's not an easy thing to, you know, to bring to the forefront. And, uh, you know, you are being very very vulnerable right now, but, you know, there aren't too many people who I can honestly say who are in the space who I've showcased throughout the course of almost four years of doing this, where there hasn't been some level of vulnerability or uh, uh, disclosure that has been brought Uh, out by my guest whether it be a suicide attempt regardless of you know how successful they are whether it be fighting an addiction whether it being having lost their family and now they're rebuilding from uh, square one I mean so I want to say thank you for sharing that because that's not something people want to have associated particularly when it goes back to the past and obviously you have climbed leaps and bounds to get out outside of that situation and to put yourself and position yourself in a much better more clear mindset which has put you on the trajectory for where it is you say you want to go and where you currently are. So you, you raise a good point. So in terms of letting go and I just not long ago blogged about this um, I've kind of in my own mind and in my own verbiage, because I believe that, you know, there's power in language, particularly with how we self dialogue with ourselves. So I used to say, let go all the time. And I've now replaced it with letting in because if you're focused Mm. on what you let in, Then you're focused less on what it is you're letting go and the letting in, which is the good stuff, the yummy stuff, all of a sudden fills up that whole space. And next thing you know, the things that you were cognizant of wanting to let go of, they've already dissipated naturally and organically because there's no room and space left to hold those thoughts.
0: Right. And I I love that. And If you take your hands and you clasp them and you hold them tight, you can't receive anything else until you open them, right? So it's this this whole idea of, of kind of shedding that past, which is also you talk about the definitions, expectations, standards that I was living with. And this person I created in my mind that I had to be, um, you know, I'll say it was I had to, I felt like I had to do something significant in order to be significant, mm-hmm. uh, to let that go. But to let in all the goodness and the blessings and the things that are happening in my life that have just been unbelievable. And I could not have written the script any better myself. Um, and, and those things when they come in. It's amazing what it does to your mindset, to your relationships, to your health, uh, all those things together. And then you become better for all those around you.
2: Absolutely. Well, due to this transformation that's occurred in your life, you know, how have you reconciled or merged old Evans with new Evans? And what are you recognizing within yourself as the most pivotal barometer or measurement of growth for yourself in terms of the evolution of who you now are?
0: That's a great question. Uh, So if you look at it, there's a lot of people who say, well, I want to give 110 percent, 120 percent. And I think what I've recognized here in the last 12 months is uh, there's always something we can do differently or better to improve whatever that is we're trying to achieve or who we're trying to become or what we're trying to do for an outcome. And so when I look at it, I say, you know what, I'm never going to be able to give 100 percent because that would be perfection. So Mm -hmm. quit trying to be perfect and just strive for excellence. And within that excellence, what is the or what are those things that I've been called to do? Right? I can't do everything, but there are things that I can do, and I can do them well and serve others. So for me, there's this the old Evans, the, the loving people, the wanting to work with people. Uh I mean, I've been in sales forever, but more than chasing a dollar or a deal or opportunity, I love the people side. I mean, I've had people mm-hmm. cry on my shoulders, I've been to funerals. We get the birth announcements. i prayed with people in their offices. It's, it's real life. That is the piece of old Evans that I love. Right. The one that that still cares about people to that degree. But the new part is I'm I've put margin back in my life to make sure I'm a better husband and father and friend. Um, the days when my blood pressure was through the roof and and leading up to last February, it was, you know, it was constantly work, 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 work. And my wife, her name is Jamie, she looked at me the other night and she said, you know, you did, you did really well last year and you were home so much more than you used to be years ago when you were, were doing the same amount of business. So I think it's really been for me finding that perspective, still loving people and wanting to serve others and, and making sure I'm taking care of those that have been entrusted to me. But at mm-hmm. the same time, creating more margin in life to give more of me.
2: Beautiful so in terms of what you've opted to let go of and replace it with what you're now letting into your life evans what are some of the rituals or mantras or uh, daily things that you're doing to keep you on the straight and narrow some people have a discipline upon wake up some people do some things consistently at different times throughout the duration of each day some people journal some people meditate some people you know fall back in love with nature what is it for you where you really find that rejuvenation Spot.
0: Yeah, so for me, it's it's interesting. I am um, the more you learn about me, at least the more we talk in the days to come. I'm hoping that you see, I, I don't really love order, I don't love structure. I still like the chaos of things, and I like <laughs> fluidity. I love that. Yeah, I just. I've tried that before and tried to wrap a fence around things. And I say, nope, I'm terrible at that. That's not how I'm wired. So quit trying to be wired a different way, but just to make you know small improvements. So I'd say for me, the first thing is uh, I've really taken a step back and said, okay, can you get up earlier in the morning? Can you start the day off with read a Bible verse, go work out, go listen to, uh, you know, I listen to uh, uh, some different folks through an app I have where there's TD Jakes or um, Goggins or any of these other guys, and just kind of get my mind right, and then come home and really try to be home with my children before they go to school. I looked at Jamie last year, so I at least want to take the boys to school two to three days a week minimum. There are days where I'll be traveling, I get that, but that six o'clock to eight o'clock hour, what can I do to be more involved with them before they head out for the day? Mm -hmm. And then at night, um, Jamie and I, after being married for 13 years, we're pretty good at looking at each other and, and saying, hey, it's time to put it down. <laughs> so I, I turn to her quite often too and say, Hey, it's time to put it down. She says, Yeah, absolutely. Time to put it down. So just trying to be more around my children. That's it. I mean, th- those two little guys are getting big. My 10 my year old is a little scientist, he's all of an engineering mind. Take it apart, put it back together. Uh, they were watching Mythbusters last week, and they said, Dad, can we make some Coke and Mentos bottles, kind of, you know, shoot up? <laughs> we, we were at Lowe's the other day, and I'm buying five feet of pipe, and I'm putting all these brass and we're shooting Coke 20 feet in the air, and it's fantastic, <laughs> right? Um, and that, that, that was how I spent the last day of the year. I didn't try to close out any more projects or deals or make any sales calls. It was, it was spending time. And I've got a seven-year-old who will karate choppy and just keep going. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's wide open on the other spectrum.
2: <laughs> Love it. Love it. And so from the business end of things, because we already know what you're cognizant of and what your priority remains to be day in and day out, which is your family, nurturing your family, cultivating those bonds, um, going deeper every day. So we've already established that's where your number one priority is. If we flip it over to business, though, what is it that you're looking to create, carve out, hone for 2019? How do you want 2019 to be significantly different or more profound than 2018 and every year before that? So 2018
0: was interesting. Um, you know, coming out of that legal situation and, and really being able to go back and see my, my you know, previous clients and uh, grow the customer base and new clients as well from the sales business, it was amazing, right? And last year was a lot about, uh, you know, putting money back in our bank account so we could feed, you know, the family and, and trying to get back the footing that we once had, right? Prior to that, the business was all about you know how, how can we do bigger, better, faster, stronger, right? Um, I can tell you the biggest project I ever did, the biggest you know deal that we ever did. I can tell you uh, the ones that kind of you know made me go bald and lose hair and you know, <laughs> feel fat and you know and and stressed out. Um, so I think it's it's it was always a battle with self, right? But it was this person again that I thought I had to become, and I was trying to achieve. And every time I felt like I was getting one step closer. I pushed that expectation of who I was supposed to be a little bit further down the path. And it was, it was still unattainable, if you will. And it kept me chasing and chasing. And, and I was wondering kind of aimlessly, if you will, to a degree. So going forward this year, the things that I really, really want to focus on are how do I continue to help the other people around me? Not just the client side, uh, and the day-to-day sales piece, and the, but the folks that I interact with and work with, how do I help them really look at redefining success for themselves? So that's, that's why we're doing the public speaking. That's why we're doing the coaching. That's why we're doing the retreats. Uh, I was talking to a guy the other day. He said, Evans, you know, for you to be able to come alongside folks and help them uh, not spend as much time in that space or to get unstuck, if you will. And I said it's less of that, more of just being there beside them to mm-hmm. show them, hey, you know what? There's somebody else who's been through this, and it sucks right now, and you've achieved all these things on paper. But the other side of this, I when mean, you really learn to let it go and define who you are in your own definitions and standards and expectations. There's amazing capabilities on the other side of that. So that's where I really want to focus this year is helping other people redefine success across their lives and whatever they do and go pursue that, which they were, they were created to be.
2: Beautiful. So a couple of simultaneous thoughts are interconnected, but let's start with, you mentioned retreat. So what does, tell us a little bit more about the retreats and how people can become part of that or find out more information pertaining to that.
0: No, absolutely. So uh, the retreats were an idea we had and I'm, I'm, doing these co-hosting with Dave Carroll. He's a gentleman I met through LinkedIn. I'm a huge fan. If you're not on LinkedIn, it's a great place. It's not just about yes. business, but it's an awesome place to blur the line between business and p- real life, right? So Dave has been in the financial industry for years. He's owned his own companies. He's got about 30 years experience in the marketplace, but he also coaches CEOs and we became really great friends. And I said, look, I- I'd love to do these retreats this coming year and make this uh, four year, three domestically and one internationally. And so the first one's going to be in March the 21st to the 24th down in Charleston, South Carolina. That's 90 miles away from me. It's one of my favorite places on Earth. If you've never been, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Lisa, have you been there before by any chance?
2: No. My brother, when he relocated from Canada to the States, he uh, finished out his last year of high school in um, North Carolina in Raleigh, which is where my mom and stepfather lived at the time. So I've been in various uh, places within the States, yes. But it is gorgeous. But, North Carolina, yeah. as a state, is gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and, and down in here in Charleston, with the uh, with the ports and, and everything else, we're going to have three nights in a mansion on the beach. We have spots. Uh, where We've got eight men, right, that we're we're looking forward to come to this retreat. And it's only going to be men this time, just because of the fact that we're all going to be under one roof. And the mm-hmm. idea is not to go to another hotel and sit around with a black linen tablecloth. So maybe you get an omelet station in the morning with your continental breakfast. And this is really about. Let's get in, strip away all these definitions, standards and expectations, get back to who we are and spend mm-hmm. some time with other folks that really want to redefine success, whether it's for themselves, within their homes, their teams, their companies, their communities. That's what we're focusing. So we have a couple dinners planned, uh, dinner by the beach, dinners out in town. We're actually going to be on an aircraft carrier for a couple hours in one day doing a session of their uh, training facility. So we're excited, Lisa, very, very excited.
2: Fantastic. And where did you get the vision and the thought process pertaining to the retreats and, and carving it out the way that it's going to unfold for all the people who've signed up for this? So for me, I,
0: you know, last year, I'd never hired a coach, right? I never hired a coach. And I thought, well, you know, there's books, there's this, there's that. I've got mentors and friends. And when I hit that wall last February, I knew that I needed help from someone who was probably not, you know, a family member or a close friend. somebody with some tough love, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um So going through that process and understanding the value of working with someone who's kind of outside of my inner circle, if you will, right, my immediate circle, uh, taught me a lot. So when we looked at this year, I said there's a lot of folks who want to go to retreats, and sometimes there's nothing wrong with a big conference. I still go to those as well where there's a lot of people there, but I'm going, how do we make it more of an intimate setting where you can get a little bit deeper and keep peeling back those layers and become vulnerable and get that one-to-one coaching and that group coaching But also have a little bit of an experience where you are. Don't go to Charleston, South Carolina to go sit inside a hotel and never see Charleston. Let's go have an experience and make it something unforgettable. So when you go back home, you think about that, what it meant to you, and how you can share with others. So that's kind of where it came from.
2: Well, what I love about that whole thought process is it's kind of like a vacation, right? People who are in our space, we go to masterminds all the time. We go to all kinds of different things where people are in a conference room within a hotel. And it's not to say that we still don't walk away with having received meaning and impact and value from that. But if you make it so that, you know, they get to experience the lay of the land, they get to, you know, interface with people and have those pictures that signify different things and and then them look back on it and go, okay, well, I know that when we were outside that monument, we were talking about this. And you know, so in talk in terms of leaving a true imprint, where the continuation of learning, growth, and development is always implanted. I mean, you've carved that out beautifully, Evans.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, no, we're excited. And 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 two, Lisa, I thought about, you know, between myself and Dave, we have forty-five years' experience in the marketplace. We bring ten other men alongside us. So we got a gentleman named Chris Gifford out in Texas who does a lot of my video content. He's going to come out and videotape and do some things and then lead a course as well on video for your business and, and leveraging that for your organizations. So that's kind of a workshop that he'll be doing. But you add him plus 10 other individuals, we'll have hundreds of years of real life experience amongst us. We'll have folks that are executives. We'll have folks that are you know younger starting out. We'll have folks that say, hey, look, I've accomplished these things. And others will say, wow, I'm chasing those things. What was your dream? What's that dream you lost? What's that dream you gave up on? That, too, being able to walk away with that experience, it'll be the only time ever that those people get together and have that very moment. And I'm a huge, huge believer in moments happen one time, right? They yeah. can become similar down the road, but you have that one moment where that one thing happens. That's important. How do you take Absolutely. it and, and leverage that as you leave?
2: Well, and we talk a lot in the space, especially in the business world. We talk about the word leverage, and so we know mm-hmm. how that applies to business. We know the concepts surrounding that. But how has Evans leveraged Evans?
0: Oh, wow. I've I really learned this past year um, the humility of reaching out and being humble mm-hmm. <laughs> and really understanding that uh, there are things that I do well and there's things where I fall flat. And understanding where I excel, I'll never forget um, last year, one of the things my coach had me do was he said, you need to talk with five people, ask them, you know, where do you excel, where do you fall short as part of the the process we went through. And I'll never forget my wife saying, you excel when your back's against the wall. When Mm -hmm. somebody puts you in a corner, you come out and just thrive, Mm -hmm. you know, and then my father was another one I asked. He said, you're my foxhole buddy. You will forever be the foxhole buddy. So what I'm looking at is I'm going, okay, these are the things that I do well. So in those moments where I need to lean back in my own toolkit, those are the mm-hmm. things that I need to take out and use and leverage. The things mm-hmm. where I'm not so hot, <laughs> organization, for instance. <laughs> um, you know, my wife, I know this thing in right now, she has her own company. She started called Simplify Home Organization. She's extremely thorough and very methodical. And uh, I'm glad we're not on video because if you can see my office, she did a beautiful <laughs> job getting it prepped, and I have totally destroyed it again. Uh, and my mother-in-law told me one time I might lose a child in my back seat, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know God. when to, I know when to reach out for help, but I also know I trust myself now too to lean in a little bit more and not be afraid yeah. to lean into other people's lives and and even not necessarily when they're asking, but when I feel like it's it's something I can help with, mm-hmm. um, and use that right because some other people it's hard to ask for a hand. It's it's we think it's weak and it's not. It's it's very bold and courageous to reach out Absolutely. and ask for
2: some help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we all we both know Evans from our own personal and professional experience. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. Correct. Hundred percent. Right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And you know where's the growth and the development in the not asking you got you know and see this is yeah. the thing Th- this is the thing that i really impress upon people particularly my clients too which you know i have to reinforce this with myself constantly so that i am always walking my own talk it's not enough to just be a good giver it's not enough to just always pay it forward and to be of service yeah. because you have to have that receptive mode open you have to be willing to receive as much as you're willing to give right don't deny yeah. other people the same pleasure you derive from giving back and why is that such a struggle? Right. And that
0: that one for me, I've always you know, people used to say and, and I've got a gentleman's vice president of the company, Ryan, his name is Marcus Jacoby. And Marcus always says, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. And I should think to myself, no, you help everybody else. But the reality is, if you can't breathe, how can you help anyone? So there is this idea of I've got to be able to help others by by being prepared and ready. And sometimes that requires someone else pouring into me. And mm-hmm. that's a gratefulness. Right. That's an that's the thing I need to be thankful for and be okay with accepting. Um, again, it's this whole idea and this dichotomy of what's weak versus what's strong. Um, but to be able to, to take the, uh, the help or the accolade or whatever it is, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Take it and be grateful for it. And, and they're the, on the other side of that that's probably giving that other person a lot of joy to be able to share that with you, right?
2: Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, I really have this inherent belief, you know, regardless of whether you have a significant other or your children or whoever is in your close nucleus. You know, you really have to be your own hero. You really have to be your own Mm -hmm. hero. You really have to be your own leader and your best friend. Because as much as we love and appreciate and are eternally grateful for all the other infrastructure support that surrounds us, if we don't identify with that kindness and patience and and giving that same spirit to ourselves, then, you know, are you really able to give it 100% to someone else? Call it your wife, call Mm -hmm. it your husband, call it your partner, call it your business partner. I mean, you know, you really have to... Keep your own cup overflowing so that everybody else can drink from the saucer.
0: Yeah, and you just reminded me. I'm, I've got my notebook out, and as I think of things, I'm jotting them down so I don't forget. But this morning at the gym, I heard Gary V talking about his kids, and he was on a radio show. And
2: love and Gary.
1: Said, yeah,
0: they're like he's like, "What well, are you going to teach in business?" And say he's like, "I'm going to teach my children kindness."
1: Right? Yeah,
0: and I and I love that. Uh, and, and Gary's an interesting guy to listen to. Um, I love just the way he kind of goes, and it's just very unapologetic. He said, "I want my kids to be kind, and mm-hmm. if they're not, he has some choice words about what he would do." I but he was like, "I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be upset." But then, too, the other day, I was in the gym again listening, and I think it was Tony Robbins came on. He said, "You know, why are you going and seeking help from folks, and psychiatrists, psychologists?" who are prescribing meds for, you know, antidepressants and they're depressed themselves but they're telling you how not to be depressed when they are still themselves depressed. Right. And I started thinking about, it's like, yeah, you, you know, and, and there's a gentleman you had on the show one time that said in technology language, eat your own dog food. Right. And I think that's true. Yeah. So I cannot remember who that was off the top of my head, but I heard that recently on your show and, but it's true. You have to be able to go do those things. You won't do them perfectly, but you have to be able to uh, put that foot out there in the next foot beyond that one and keep rolling
2: absolutely well and it's an inner job right before anything we can perfect perfect and you know i use that word loosely because there is no such thing mm-hmm. as perfection but in terms of honing or getting exceptionally clear on the more clear you on are within yourself the more exceptionally clear everything else outside of you becomes Right. That's how you, I I strongly believe in law of attraction. I strongly believe in the attractor factor. I really believe in vibe attracts tribe synergy, all Mm -hmm. of that co-creation. Well, you know, you can't be operating at the top of your game if you're working within a deficit within the way you're speaking to yourself, treating yourself, the energy that you're emitting out there into the world and, and wanting things perhaps completely different to boomerang back to you it's got to be aligned it's got to be congruent so how you think about yourself within yourself how you dialogue within yourself that's what's going to transcend to everybody else who you want to do business with want to have a relationship with uh yes. who you want to connect partner collaborate with um you know because it is communication is 90 percent body language it's energy it's 100 percent energy um so the fact that you have really making it a priority and exercise due diligence to get this down pat evans this is this is where people term other people and characterize other people to be successful that, to me, is success. You've, you've figured mm-hmm. yourself out. You're pointing the finger inwards before ever thinking it's your right or a prerogative to point the finger outwards to go, okay, this is what yeah. we need to work on. Even if it happens to be a client who has paid you to enter into that contractual agreement of, okay, let me know where I'm blocked. Tell me, I don't know what I don't know. I'm leaning on you, Evans, right. in which to teach me that. Um, that You know you can only help other people in their journey if you've known and learned how to navigate mm-hmm. that within yourself, within your own journey.
0: Well, and I think what's funny about that is so many people, I, I can't remember I was talking with the other day, but we were talking about everybody has a story. Mm. And I know I fell in this, this trap years ago, but it was this idea of, well, my story is not important. My story doesn't matter because what do we do? We look at the other people that have these amazing, wild stories. They're wildly successful by all standards and metrics, right? And and those are a lot of folks in the limelight, right? But mm-hmm. what we forget is that that's not every story, and your unique thumbprint in this world is just as important. It might have different valleys and different mountaintops, but it's still a story that you've been through. So how do you take your journey and fully leverage that to give it to someone else? I mean, I've got this thing in my office and it's right in front of me right now. And this is daily living uh, thing that I made. And it's got nine, I believe statements. It's got my image in the middle of it that is a, a dream image for me. Things that I want to do, things I want to accomplish. It has nine, I will statements below it. But one of those says, I believe a life lived without making a difference is a life wasted. Yes. So if we're going to make a difference and we're not going to waste it. Then we need to share it with other people because other folks around us are always looking for ways to continue to serve their own families, to serve out what they were supposed to be doing their clients. And I think it's a misconception that your story is not important or that your journey is not valuable because it doesn't equate to what someone else famous or whatever else may have in their story does that make sense bingo bingo
2: absolutely bingo that resonated with me a hundred percent and you crystallized mm-hmm. that so succinctly so thank you for that yeah um you. So in terms of the ideal client, you know, uh, and everybody is bringing different life experiences, different challenges, uh, in which to interface with you to, you know, learn what they need to learn and to move past certain things and to let Mm -hmm. stuff in while they're simultaneously letting things go. So who is the ideal client for you, Evans, and where can people reach you, even if it's for initial consult?
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. And it's one that I've been looking at uh, deeply for the last 12 months specifically, um, The ideal client I can't define by a position or a title right Mm -hmm. I looked at it I've worked with CEOs who said Evans we just need to come up with a sales strategy for our business we we need to redefine what that looks like we don't have a sales culture and we're trying to figure it out Uh, I've worked with other folks who are saying hey I'm at a job that I have no fulfillment I want to start my own company and my challenge is not what do I want to do it's my challenge is how do I take steps how do I get so excited that every day when I come home from the job I don't love how do I look at the, something in my life that says, I am working today because I know this dream is right around the corner and I'm preparing myself for it, right? And I've also mm-hmm. worked with college students transitioning from senior year in school going into, you know, quote unquote, the real world. So for me, it's less of a uh, an age or a position or a title, and more of if, if it's someone who says, I'm at a point where I've recognized success in my life and I realize that I am living someone's definitions, expectations, expectations and standards. If they don't necessarily align to my own, and I've got to make some changes in my mm-hmm. personal life, my career, my relationships, and my service to other people, those are the folks that I'm looking to attract.
2: Beautiful. And how do they so, reach out to you, Evans? So the website is
0: EvansDuren.com, Uh, And then you can go on LinkedIn. I'll be on LinkedIn. Instagram is Durin. Facebook as well. But uh, there's a contact me page right there on my website. And there's also some tabs or some programs so you can look a little bit deeper in there. Uh, Best place to start, reach out, hit contact me, say I heard you uh, on living fearlessly with Lisa. And I'd love to talk with you. Um, That's probably the best place to go.
2: Beautiful. Now, in terms of this upcoming retreat on March 21st to the 24th, um, is, you know, in terms of how many people do you have a ratio, are you capping it at a certain limit? Um, and, and, yep. and, and when does that uh, deadline date for uh, registering come to an end? So, yes,
0: yeah, so we just opened up registration here, kind of turning into the new year. Uh, we have eight spots available. And and again, it's all men and there's eight spots because just it's eight people, eight men are going to have their own rooms with their own bathrooms right there on the beach. But it's important to me that we're all under one roof, right,
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: that we really have a chance to kind of be together where we are. So eight people, uh, eight men under one roof in one place. Uh, We've got a VIP package for the next four who sign up. We'll have a custom suit fitting done. I've got a guy flying in from the Midwest to do a custom suit fitting for anybody there. Uh, Chris Gifford is going to give away one of his courses valued at $2,500 for, for video in your business. Mm-hmm. We've got a gentleman on the West Coast who's going to do um, a marketing audit for anyone who attends for their business at no It's of $5,000 value. And I've got a gentleman in the Northeast who just redid my logo. His name is Frank Acosta. He's going to do a logo consultation for anybody who signs up that has their own company as well. So that's offered up for the next four individuals who sign up. And uh, we're just really excited, Lisa. I think this is going to be something very unique and different.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm pumped and stoked for you. I, I I mean, can I live fiercely and pretend I'm a man? Can I impersonate being a man and sign up?
0: <laughs> well, here's here's the great thing, right? And So I've actually had several women ask me, hey, are you going to work men and women down the road? Like, are you going to work with both? I said, absolutely. Uh, the first one we were doing here this year, this was a certain plan we had. But we're already in talks with folks in the New York area, the Seattle area. I'm talking with somebody in uh, Southern France, someone in Greece, um, and and someone over in Australia. Again, we're going to do three more this year, right? Uh-huh. And the idea is to have three smaller summits like or smaller events like this, and one larger summit. So we will absolutely be doing more of these throughout the year, both within the United States and one without uh, or outside of the borders. So we're excited, and I, yeah, I'd love for you to come to one, Lisa. I think uh, I think it'd be great for you to come speak at one. Absolutely. Oh, you're sweet. You're absolutely
2: Sorry. sweet. We'll make well, that I, I know that our paths will continue to be intertwined and interwoven outside of this interview. Um, some people you yes. connect with instantaneously, and you know that it, it 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 it's supposed to transcend beyond whatever brought you into the fold and on each other's radar to begin with initially. Um, so, what are you anticipating being your major breakthrough as a result of heading up this uh, retreat that's coming up? What is your end goal for this? Yes.
0: Yeah. So where I really want to be at some point with this is, you know, if you go back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back a little bit further, if you don't mind, too. I, I remember writing a book right out of college uh, called Millionaire by 30. I was 23 years old, sitting on my couch in East Tennessee. I just gotten out of college. I was getting ready to get married and was making a, a decent amount of money. And I said, again, that whole do something significant in order to be significant mindset back mm-hmm. then. So I started writing this book millionaire by 30 and I got two chapters in and I was like, Hey, <laughs> if I can make a million dollars by 30 years old, maybe <laughs> somebody will want to hear what I have to say one day. Right. I'll be important. That's, that was kind of my mindset. Of 2020. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think for me, Lisa, what, what I found over the years is I love the people side, the money comes, the money goes, but the people side, the, the moments that you have, you can never trade those in for anything else. Right. They're, they're invaluable.
2: Absolutely. And
0: over time, where I really would love this is I just want to help as many folks as we can and and really start some kind of a, a shift in the business world specifically
1: mm-hmm. in the
0: marketplace of, hey, there's nothing wrong with revenues. There's nothing wrong with looking at your numbers. There's nothing wrong with trying to hit a quota. Those things in themselves, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But the moment we take our eyes off the client and truly serving other people and, and we let the business side of things become the most predominant and important piece, that's where I lose interest right? That's where I lose you know, respect. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is help folks continue to do this and get to a point where we're doing this around the U.S., outside the country, and on a much more frequent basis. I would love to get to a point where we're doing these once a month. Um, it's been kind of cool. I've had some folks call me and say, hey, Evans, we'd like to do this in our region. Can we kind of find a way to hook up and start planning? And I'm going, absolutely. That's, that's the ultimate end goal is how do we continue to make a change with individuals, teams, and organizations? to affect those that are entrusted with them in the marketplace around us.
2: Love it. So essentially what I get from this is this is the Evans Duran redefined success movement. I, li- I like the way that
0: sounds. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm It's gonna- a movement. <laughs>
2: well, That's a movement. Because, it, 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 you know, you're you're taking it's actionable steps. This isn't just a phil- uh, philosophy. This isn't just a notion that you're playing around with. This is actually, this is a movement. Redefining success, success is a movement.
0: Absolutely. And I think when I look at it again, I created this person I felt I had to be. Why was that? It's because when you look back at at growing up, right, and through society and everything else, you start looking at other people and we become a comparison society, right? Mm -hmm. I compare myself to someone else. You've had some amazing folks on this show. Jay Setty, Damon, John, like folks that I look at and go, wow, they do some amazing things, right? Their Mm story is their story. My story is my story. That doesn't mean we can't have impact. It might be a different scale. It might be different platforms, but there's still impact, right? Mm -hmm. So, this whole idea of if you're not a multi billionaire by the age of 25, if you don't have it all together by 30, Mm -hmm. all these things that we think we have to do, it's okay. We all get to our place we're supposed to be. The steps we take are the ones we're supposed to take, and it happens in the right time.
2: I wholeheartedly. Yes, absolutely. I wholeheartedly concur with that 100%. So when we talk about, I talk about um, legacy, you know, legacy is important. It means different things to different people. So at the end of the day, uh, Evans, you know, how, what would be the common denominator thread of how you would want to be remembered, regardless of your individual unique circumstances for knowing everybody yeah. in your life that you've crossed paths with? What would be the one thing you would hope is the takeaway from other people who have experienced in the sharing of Evans Duran?
0: That's a great question, too. Um, You know, it sounds kind of of morbid, but I had this conversation not too long ago. Someone said, you know, when you're gone, what do you want to be said about you? Right. And I said, for me, it would be, you know, Evans was a man of faith. He loved his God. He loved his family. He impacted the lives of the people he met and even those he didn't. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, is where I feel like I would have done what I was put here to do impact those that you come across and you encounter and hopefully that impact will impact someone else down the road that you may never meet that's what i want to
2: do beautiful beautiful the domino effect yes wow so what does living fearlessly mean to you you clearly embody it right people can (laughs) can admit it and embody it but they don't necessarily know how to articulate it how would you succinctly say in your characterization of evan's Duran's journey to date how have you chosen to live fearlessly?
0: I think it's, it's, if I go back and look at February last year, there was a lot of listening to other people and trying to, to be what I had created in my own head and what others had tried to create, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think living fearlessly is, is being okay with exactly who you are, who you were created to be, and good with your purpose and intent in this life. If you can do those things and, and pursue those things, that to me is living fearlessly. It doesn't mean you have to go jump out of planes and do all this crazy stuff. I mean, I'm still not ready to do that yet for me. That's not what it is.
2: <laughs> oh, but, come on, Evan. Yeah, that's got to be one of your Lisa, I tell you what, activities. I'll make you deal. If you want
0: to jump out of a plane and, and we'll meet up, so I'll do that. If you say we do that one day, we'll do that together. But,
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? I, I, I might hold you to that. Be careful what I'm you ask not, for. I'm, that's,
0: that's the one time I'll do it. <laughs> But to be able to say, Hey, this is my life, this is who I who I am, this is who I choose to be and, and what I stand for, and to live it out and not hide behind the fact that your story doesn't match someone else's, that your past experiences are not equivalent to someone else's, but to truly live out and embody who you are.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. So if you were to look upon the listening audience here and potentially the podcast subscribers, once this calibrates and becomes Pod Last Link uh, format, you know. What would be looking upon them as a potential client or somebody who, yeah. uh, you know, after this interview wants to connect with you on a more deeper, personable level, um, what would you say to them right now in terms of imparting one or two nuggets of wisdom, information, giving them an aha moment, a take through, a takeaway, a breakthrough? What, what do you want yeah. that to linger and resonate?
0: I would say reject the status quo and dare to live fully alive. Yeah, you've seen it, and it's on everything I have. Anyone can be ordinary, dare to be extraordinary. It doesn't take a whole lot to be average or decent, right? Of course, but not many people are willing to take steps to truly, fully live out the life that they could live, right? Um, mm-hmm. We settle, we we think of, we get in patterns. We tell ourselves a lot of negative things and believe that this is as good as it gets, and that's all mm-hmm. BS. So to uh, live fully alive and, and dare to take some steps and reject the status quo.
2: Fantastic. Now, you know, everybody has a different perspective on fear. You know, some people Mm -hmm. say there is no such thing as as the absence of fear. It's our approach to overcoming it and jumping through the hoops. So what, what things would be in your wheelhouse of things you're still working through to eradicate that particular type of fear? Wow.
0: I think for me right now, excuse me, it's, um, there are days that I still have those messages creep in my mind, right? It's that, Hey, wait a minute, Evans, what, what makes you think your story is important? Uh, Mm -hmm. and continue to move through those. I'm like anybody else, anyone who comes on a radio or podcast or anything else and says, I'm not afraid of anybody or anything, or, you know, I'm, you know, I can tell you, I'm not afraid necessarily becoming the person I once was, but I dang sure don't want to go be back to that person. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So this idea of, um, pushing past limits and really pursuing who you are and being okay in that moment. That's mm-hmm. what I continue to work on every day. Um, we're all humans. And, and even the greatest athletes in the world have the days where they don't feel good. Right. And everybody on the planet has that day where they're yeah. not at their best, but that's okay. You pick up and you keep going, but don't linger in that. I had a real good buddy. His name is Joe Crenshaw. He's out in Texas. He put up a post the other day on LinkedIn about, Uh, people say, forget the past, you know, and, and he said, that's just crap. And I agree. Don't forget Mm -hmm. the past. Just don't dwell there. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't be afraid to embrace it, embrace the suck. Right. And, and use that today and going forward. Don't be afraid to do that.
2: Beautiful. Well, going back to what you said in answering of that question, Evans, I don't think it's possible for you to ever worry about going backwards and becoming the person you once were. You've evolved light years ahead of that uh you're committed to this every single day in terms of working to home becoming the best most improved version of yourself and you're too self-actualized and i think you're too invested and all in in the journey of where this life is taking you your life path and your purpose Um, so you know for me things things that still spawn fear would be things like mediocrity complacency mm-hmm. right status yeah. quo as you've cited you know you've you've termed that a few times throughout the course of this interview and so i think for you being a person who wants to be on the other end of the extreme of mediocrity and complacency i don't think you have a thing to worry about my friend well, i really don't <laughs> i appreciate that
0: and, and if i can be just extremely extremely honest there are two things in this world that I fear, I guess, if I have to say I fear anything, right? And uh, I think it's be foolish not to say you have something in the back of your mind. I would hate to lose a child. That is, That is something where I've watched people go through that, and that is something I never want to experience. That would just – I don't know how people get through that. Yeah. The, the other piece of it is getting to the end of my life and looking back and going, crap, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. That's That would be the worst thing. For me, mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a man living on this, to not live out the purpose. So that's that's the one that keeps driving me not to get to that point. Thirty five years into this thing. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, learned quite a bit. A lot left to learn. But I'm not going to look back one day and go, crap, I didn't do it or I didn't mm-hmm. take those chances. Right. You know, there's well, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing on my wall that says don't let the fear strike me out. Keep you from playing the game.
2: You got to get in the box, take swings. Absolutely. Well, I mean you've stepped into it beautifully. Honestly. You should be very proud of yourself. I Thank hope you. you're proud of yourself. I hope you're celebrating <laughs> your journey here because this is this is quite spectacular. Uh I don't even think you quite maybe Because I know why you're doing it. You're not doing it for the accolades. You're not having these retreats for the accolades. This is truly paying it forward and being of service and knowing that this is going to have major lingering residual impact on people's lives with the memories that they're going to be formulating with you. I mean, this is beautiful. What you're doing is absolutely beautiful.
0: (laughs) Well, and and I'm going to share something with you. and I've never said this to anyone, and now I'm saying it to countless people. (laughs) Don't get mad at me, Jamie. And they're listening to another but but here's the thing. I remember being 18 and sitting down in college and just thinking about who I wanted to be, right? And before I started writing that book that I never finished, I started reading John Maxwell and some of these guys.
1: Mm-hmm. And at that
0: point in my life, I said, I want to stand in front of people and speak and coach and do these things. But my heart was, I want to stand in front of people, speak and coach. Going through this the last 13 years of my in the, in the marketplace – in learning about, okay, there's the quotas, and guess what? January 1, those change for most people, mm-hmm. right? They're back to zero. So that's not the important piece. That big deal you did, not the important piece. That money you made that year, a lot of it probably got spent if you didn't save it, right? So I mean, it's those things come and go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the people side of it, again, I keep going back to the people. So for me, when I was 21, 22, it was about speaking with people because I wanted that position of, of – title in leadership right i wanted the accolade i wanted the notoriety and man i have been just hit with it the last 13 years to ago that's not the reason i mm-hmm. want to do it because other people have lived through it like i have and i want to help people move to that next piece for their lives i don't want people getting stuck in being someone else and then being on their deathbed one day and saying wow i lived someone else's life for the last 60 years yeah. i really wish i'd lived my own that's why i want to do it now It's totally shifted. If we get awards and accolades, look, that's great. We'll take a pat on the back. That's fine. But there's no greater feeling than knowing when you work with someone or talk with someone. And if you've you've done it before, Lisa, you stand in front of the crowd, you speak, and you see Mm. somebody's eyes just slowly change and sparkle in a different way. Yes. That is an amazing moment. And that is worth so much more than any amount of money you can throw out or any award or anything else because you know you have sharpened their life, even if in a small bit. You've sharpened it and they're gonna be forever changed.
2: Beautiful. Well, I've said this to you before privately I'm gonna say it publicly. You really impress me, my friend. I like a lot of people and I you know I'm enamored by what a lot of people are doing in the space, but I am super duper impressed by you because the humility and the humanity and the humbleness, really is personified and echoing through uh, the airwaves here. I mean, your message has landed with me. The spirit of who you are and who you've chosen to be and shown up for, for your family, for life, for Evans, Duren, uh, that has completely resonated with me. And I just want to say that you are stellar and you're welcome back here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald anytime. And there's other great things that you and I know about that are coming down the pipe. And there's other people I'm going to be introducing you to Uh, because i want your message on as many podcasts as possible so we're going to get you out there evans Uh, not to say that you're not already doing it yourself but we all i don't know all your people your people don't know all me (laughs) like you know this is how we get interconnected this is where it becomes the one degree of separation Um, i've got to tell you Lisa, that
0: means more to me than you know and and i want to say too publicly here on the radio as well i'm so grateful for tony Herrera introducing us and bringing us together right we can't forget tony she she absolutely um put us in touch and i'm forever grateful to both of you and the opportunity to share my story and i hope it does help someone i hope someone is impacted and i hope someone does say hey wait a minute i get that we we've been in that place and there are things we need to do and they can too they can also be bold and take steps you know and, and i got a great friend jay andrews and you might know him um in, in Canada and in, a uh, friend uh, husband, Louise. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Jay's, uh, he's been telling me for the whole year, Evans, if you take your steps and you only move an inch, did you move forward? And I said, yeah, he said, that's right. Take forward progress. However, it comes <laughs> just take steps. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the message that I hope we leave the people today.
2: Absolutely. Beautiful. Well like I say Evans it's been an absolute pleasure it's been an honor it's been everything under the sun you brought you brought your A game to this interview you bring your A game to your family to life uh you know, only great things for you, my friend. It's lining up Thank and it you, will Lisa. continue to line up. Absolutely. What a yummy journey you're on. So <laughs> I just, uh, well, absolutely. So we got to head out here. But again, Evans, you're welcome to come back to Living Fearlessly anytime. Uh, open standing invitation. I wish you and your family all my love, all my gratitude. And I know this is going to be a stellar 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 year for you and that's just only going to magnify in the years to come so i just want to thank my lovely listening audience for once again joining us here on living fearless with lisa mcdonald be back here next friday take care all my best love and gratitude uplifting you to fear less and to live more bye bye.
1: Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless. And to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend.